What up? What up? What up? Rec League Podcast, man. Episode 28. I am Randy Little. 28 episodes strong. I've been the face of the show. Uh, On this episode, man, we got we got a lot. I got a lot of guys that, that helped me out with different segments. I got a lot of guys that contributed, gave their thoughts. Um, awesome Joe. Nick Goodman come through. We talk. We just talked slasher movies, and then um, the brothers Lawrence, old man Lawrence, the annual appearance of older man Lawrence, pop up, and we give our NBA predictions. And then um, my guy Legacy come in, and we talk about that new Wale album. And um, no show is perfect, man. Like just yesterday, I found a huge error in the YouTube version of the last episode. But what's done is done. It's already on wax. And uh, we directly League podcast, man. We ain't professionals by any stretch of the imagination, but we know enough to give our opinions. So uh, I'm going to hit y'all with these poll questions I put on the Twitter over the last couple weeks. And the first one was basically like some TV stuff. I don't talk about as much TV as I want to on the pod. But uh, all, the Arrow, all the Arrowverse shows came back, man. Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl. Uh, Batwoman premiered, and I count Black Lightning. I know it technically isn't, but he's supposed to be in the December crossover. Legends of Tomorrow comes on in January, from what I understand. And um, which is your favorite Arrowverse show, man? Comment, unavailable choices. The choices I put were Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, Black Lightning. This is probably one of the closest ever polls that I have done. And Arrow wins at 33%. The Flash had 25. That was my pick. The Flash is my favorite Arrowverse show. Black Lightning had 23, and Supergirl had 20. And in a last-minute poll, because of the the uh, casting news for the Batman between Catwoman and the Riddler, uh, I just wanted to know who everybody was anticipating seeing in this movie, man. Uh, Robert Pattinson is Batman. Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Robert Pattinson got 70% of the votes. Uh, Paul Dano got 20. Zoe Kravitz got 10. No votes for Jeffrey Wright because y'all be hating. And um, might as well, right quick, just hit y'all with the uh, the Blu-ray and theatrical releases over the past couple and next couple weeks, man. Um in between episodes, in between the past couple episodes, we had the Adams Family, Gemini Man and Jexy come out. El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, was on uh, Netflix. And then this past weekend, The Laundromat came on Netflix. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Zombieland Double Tap all came out. And uh, you can get a review for all of those movies, except for The Laundromat, on my, my personal Randy Little YouTube channel. And... Um, I th- what's it called? Black and Blue comes out this upcoming weekend, and then the first weekend in November, right before the next episode, Motherless Brooklyn and Terminator Dark Fate come out. And then um, over the last couple episodes on DVD and Blu-ray, Annabelle came out, Midsummer came out, Toy Story 4 came out, Crawl came out, Stuber came out, and in between the next couple episodes... Um, the McG Charlie's Angels movies get 4K and Blu-ray upgrades, full throttle on Blu-ray, and either the first one or both of them on 4K. Um, 
And then the Lion King, the live action Lion King and Wonder Woman Bloodlines, the new DC animated release comes out. And then the Tuesday before the next episode, the uh, the Batman Beyond box set will come on Blu-ray. Stupid excited for that. When I get back, man, I'm going to have Awesome Joe. I'm going to have Nick Goodman. And we are going to discuss some Batman news and some slasher movies, man. Rec League. Alright, uh, I want to talk horror, you know, the last October pod. I want to talk horror, slasher movies, the highs, the lows, what we love, what's super trash. But I wanna do I wanna do five to ten minutes on just just news and the only really real big news in between the la- this show and the last one. Jonah Hill passed on the Batman. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Paul Dano is the Riddler. And I'm here for all of it in in the IG group chat, man. Y'all know my suggestions, who I hoped would get Catwoman. But since Zoe Kravitz has a history of playing Catwoman in the Lego Batman movie, I am down for all of this. Uh, Joe, what you think about the, the Batman news? Well, I'm really excited about this because I'm a huge Batman fan, as you guys obviously can tell. And really, I mean, when I heard about uh, Ms. Zoe Kravitz being casted as Catwoman, I was a little bit disappointed, but also relieved because I love Zoe Kravitz. I think she's a uh, fantastic actress, but I was actually rooting towards more of Audrey Plaza. Um, and because I, cause I saw an interview of her with... Uh, I don't know who it was with. It was one of, on the late night uh, uh, TV talk shows. And they were mentioning her about having to audition as Catwoman. I'm like thinking, you know what? She She's she's a really good match. And having to recently see her in Child's Play, she was actually one of the many pluses of that film. Uh, yeah, my opinion. Okay. And <laughs> I was really interested in getting to see her being the next Catwoman. Uh, but when it comes to Zoe Kravitz, I, I, I'm rooting for it. I love it. And with Jonah Hill, they kept mentioning about him in between the Penguin and the Riddler, and they were he was forwarding himself more over towards the Riddler uh, side. And I'm like, no, because on our last podcast, we were talking about some several uh, gangster flicks that I never watched before, so... Uh, I recently watched one uh, that was directed by uh, uh, Martin Scorsese, which is uh, The Wolves of Wall Street. And I saw Jonah Hill in that movie. I loved his acting in that movie. And, you know, he just wears the the, the overalls and, I mean, what do you call those? The straps. And and I'm like, can I see him? Suspenders, Joseph. What's it called? Suspenders. Suspenders, yeah. And... I'm like, wow, he if he if he gets cast as a penguin, that would be super awesome. I mean, that would be perfect. But being casted as the Riddler, no, I don't I don't really see that. Yeah, uh, I, I hated his name? Paul. I hated the Jonah Hill as the Riddler suggestions too. I think Warner wanted it more than like he was picking his own role. I think Warner wanted him as the Riddler and I was I Jonah Hill as the penguin, like I said before, Jonah Hill in War Dogs is basically penguin. But Jonah Hill as the Riddler I just I, I wasn't a fan. Um, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> and I kept on. I, I heard another rumor about you know leaning it forward to Seth Rogen. I'm like, 
No, don't do that. No, not a good idea. And uh, so, but but you know who wants that? You know who wants that 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 penguin uh, position is uh, Josh Gad. And yeah, he like, he'd be perfect. I, I, what's that? He'd be perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I think that would be really, really great. But the thing is, is that they're not leading towards him. I don't know why they're not going for him. I think that he would be awesome as a penguin. You know, and, I don't uh, know if Gad. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. If y'all have seen more Gad than I have, but I don't know if he'd be like tonally right. I think somebody like like back in the day, like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Bob Hoskins would have been perfect for the tone that it seems like they're going for. Matt Reeves and even, like, Michael Giacchino coming back to score. Pattinson, like, they're going for some, like, noir-type investigative, like, we're going to see the world's greatest detective Batman in this movie. And Josh Gad is all, like, mainly comedic from what I've seen, maybe except for, like, Murder on the Orient Express. Mm -hmm. It's in 21. Yeah. Number 21. Oh, (laughs) Yes, yeah. the, the Kevin Spacey Blackjack movie. I do recall. Yeah. And what's that? What's that? What's the other the the other actor that was cast as really? What's his name? Paul Dano. He was Paul like Dano. Have you seen Prisoners? No, I haven't seen it. But I oh. seen him in uh, what's that movie called with uh, Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford, The Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah, that's what it's called. That. And then he was in that Tom Cruise and. Uh, uh, Cameron Diaz, Night and Day. There you go. Is yeah. that him? Yeah, okay. So I've seen him, and so I'm not really too familiar with his work, but I could see the look. I could see it. What's Nick, that? Nick, did you watch that prison series that Ben Stiller directed? I didn't. Was he in it? Do you know? But yes, he okay. was in it. It was him, Benicio Del Toro. Like, where's my wife to pop in when I need her? Because she was watching all of that. Because if someone say prison show, <laughs> I mean, if you ask me, I would have really loved it if they recasted Jim Carrey to do the Riddler again. Be cool, <laughs> but like this is like like no like fan casting. Nobody had Paul Dano as the Riddler for fan casting, and that, that's why fan casting is trash. That was because that was my first thought. I was like, we never talked about Paul Dano, like and, not and even he's one. perfect. And yeah, and it was like, God damn it. Hollywood did it again. Like, it was like, no way. I'm going to credit Matt Reeves. They had all these big names. They had all these big names that were going to want more money than Pattinson, a la Jonah Hill. And Matt Reeves yeah. just slid yeah. the, the, um, uh, what's like the actor's pictures? They just, they just slid a pic. Matt Reeves just slid a picture onto a Warner executive's desk. This is your Riddler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the thing about this Batman is I, you know, we're, we're getting to seeing a lot of really great popular villainous characters. And for me, I would really love it if they were to shift that around, like what Spider-Man is doing, giving us villains that we have not seen yet on the big screen. So if we are to be introduced to this new version of Batman, uh, I would really love to see some villains I've never seen before, and uh, which is like... Uh, uh, Man Bat, Clayface, Scarface, uh, you know, and I would really love to see a reimagining of Mr. Freeze, a better version of Mr. Freeze, because we have not had a really great successful live action version of that character. So yes, I would really love can. to see a more a lot a lot more depth to to a certain villainous character like Mr. Freeze. I think 
I mean, that's what I like about the Riddler. Like, like for its time, Jim Carrey killed it as the Riddler. And I think, man, so far, like, they've announced two villains. And these two villains are two that were in the, the 66 movie. So I'd be cool. Like, I don't want to see Joker on the screen again, especially after Joaquin Phoenix just killed it. But they could... And Penguin, Penguin is all but confirmed. Like, he's going to be in the movie. They just need to announce the casting. And it... I don't know, like, however they break this down, like, I got full faith in Matt Reeves, man. Like, he just directed two installments in probably my all-time favorite trilogy. So, like, whatever he wants to do as far as writing and directing scripts, he already got his composer locked down. I can't wait for this movie. It's not even 2021 yet, and this was already my most anticipated movie of that year. Nick, spill it. So, yeah, uh... I, I don't remember if we because we talked about all these like rumors for casting all this. I don't remember if we talked about Zoe Kravitz. See, I don't think so. And I, it was, I had that same thing. Like I was like, oh, that's kind of perfect. Like I can picture her just with that slinky like yeah, attitude. Yeah. Like yeah, like she seems like she could be someone who could maybe distract people with her like sass and then you know yeah. rob them. And I was like, oh, I, oh shit, that's great. Even just said Plaza, I feel like she's like a human cat, like in real life. Like the way she acts, like with her attitude, like I feel like she is a real, like a cat. Like a cat. So now that that's in my head, I can't get that out of my head. Kind of wish I could have seen like a screen test of her or something. But, but yeah, it's like Paul Dano. He's been around a long time. I remember when he was in The Girl Next Door. Yeah. He was just like like the ugly friend, and then he did Little <laughs> Miss Sunshine, and that was kind of like his breakout like Hollywood role. What's that movie yeah, that what? he did where like he wrote about a girl or something like Ruby Sparks or something like that? I don't even know what it's yeah. about. But I thought it was great. Yeah, but it's like you watch There Will Be Blood or you watch Prisoners. Like he's gonna kill it. Like yeah. it's it, it it was just like damn it. That's what like, I don't even remember if we. Like, casual people that are, like, asking me, like, who is this? Who's this guy playing the Riddler? I'm just, all, that's all I say is, like, he's going to kill it. Like, don't worry about who he is. He's going it's, to kill it. It's going to be nuts. It, it makes me, it's, like, mad, though. Because we were throwing out, people throw out names. But it, it's like you said, fan casting. They're like, I would love to see Leonardo DiCaprio take on the role. And it's like. <laughs> right. Remember that? Like, coming off Inception. Going into Dark Knight Rises, everybody's like, well, the Riddler is going to be the villain, and it's either going to be Johnny Depp or Leonardo DiCaprio or Neil yeah. Patrick Harris. Like, not to say that they wouldn't kill it, but come on. Yeah. Nah, like, the more news that comes out, just the more I'm excited about it. Even people that are still, like, iffy on Pattinson, like, I've got that on, like, he's going to be great. And the more I, like, read, like, he seems more excited about it, and you see pictures of him, and I'm like, look at his jaw. He's gonna be great. So, yeah, I'm just yeah. Well, closer it gets to it, I'm gonna be like fever pitch, just like freaking out about it. That, that's what annoys me about like like press interviews and fan junkets and all this. Like he, the the lighthouse is coming out, right? Everybody's yeah. asking him about Batman. It's like he already gets the character. Like he's not really a hero. Like he's a, he's a tortured soul fighting crime. Like he yeah. he already gets it. It's dope. It's like Robert Pattinson, if he does nothing, he knows how to brood in a movie. Like stand in a corner and yeah. it's like broody. So yeah, he's gonna be a good Batman. He's gonna be fine. He also confirmed that 
Joaquin Phoenix's Joker is going to have nothing to do, at least with this movie. Yeah. That it's going to have, like, he confirmed that it's, although he didn't really say it's not connected, but he said it's going to have nothing to do with this movie. It dawned on me, like, a day or two ago, the the casting of Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, and then J.K. Simmons as Affleck's Gordon, kind of like, they can't be the same Batman. I read an article Bummer. recently where it said Batman's coming back to the DCEU, and I was like, "Yes." There's there's it. like pictures of Affleck in a parking lot, and he looks jacked. So everybody's yeah. like, "Is he coming back to superhero movies?" And I'm just like, "Dude, like that 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 is what I hate about <laughs> knee jerk reaction Twitter and reporting." He could literally play any role and just be ripped. It doesn't have to be a superhero movie. Yeah, it's not like we've ever really had fat Ben Affleck. Yeah, I mean, like, he's right. usually, like, looks fine. He's, like, in his mid-40s. Like, he's not going to be super thin. But it's not like he's ever been out of shape. Like, wow, look how shitty Ben Affleck looks. Like, Right, it's like, he went, there was, like, a period, 2003, Matt Murdock needs to be in shape. And then the yeah. dude, George Reeves for Hollywoodland, like, I'm sure he wasn't, like, bodybuilder ripped, but you got to be in shape to play Superman. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Ten years later, he's playing Batman. Like, like, you know, what I mean? he, he was like a tank. That's yeah. And since well, I like Batman, he was like he was huge. Yeah, there's no real way to like make a good transition. So, and we went three minutes longer than I wanted to. So, let's get like the bad horror out of the way. Like, I want to keep it mostly slasher related. But there's so many, like, sub-genres that it's whatever. So, Joe, like, as far as, like, just trash horror movies, like, just name some off, like, that you hate watching, but you'll sit through. Hold on, you got a little static in there. I didn't I didn't understand what you asked. You got a little static in there. Was it me? Oh, I don't know. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't capture what you, what you asked me, so... Some like your least favorite horror movies, like as far as like slasher movies, Jason, Leatherface, Freddy, Michael Myers, you know. Okay, um, I'm not a big fan of Jason X. That's a really, really terrible movie. Masterpiece. And, huh? Masterpiece. <laughs> it's so good. I love Jason X. How about okay? Like uh, I like the uh, the Rob Zombie the first Halloween, but the second one that was complete garbage. I fully um, agree, but I know Nick doesn't. I don't think it's complete yeah. garbage, but I, I don't I don't think it's as bad as its reputation. But that's fair. That's like that's fair. Well, because they had they had two different versions, and I and I watched both of them, and they were they both really didn't make that much sense to me. Nor did I really like the final uh climactic conclusion to this whole story so i it, it didn't it wasn't really satisfying for me y'all know what um, though i was really like the years after halloween 2 as much as i disliked it i was like all in the like rumor mill like where is halloween 3 yeah uh-huh just... i mean i would have loved to have seen what would have happened next but the thing is i mean of course since it wasn't really that that uh, that popular with the box office that it really didn't bother to get a third movie so yeah um but, um, oh, I know one. The remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. You tripping. That movie, never watch again. You, I you tripping. hate that movie. 
It is. I mean, literally, I, it's, it's a good thing I didn't watch it in theaters because I would, re- I, and I never walk out of a movie, but I would have walked out of that one if I saw it in theaters. I would have walked out of Awesome bad. Joe, the movie. Huh? God. Uh. <laughs> I said I would have walked out of Awesome Joe, the movie. That's one, <laughs> that's one that I don't hate. I just, I don't know why. Like, I just, I haven't really hated any of these horror remakes as much as I didn't like Child's Play. I didn't hate it. I didn't like the. Uh, I thought the Friday the Thirteenth remake was worse than the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. I seem to be the only one that thinks that. I think I, it's just so cliche for like. Okay, the, I'm gonna do this for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, guys. It's just so cliche for it being like 2009. Like I thought, like even at that time, I was like, all right, we're past the like clicheness, and it was just the most stereotypical like i didn't care about any of the characters like they even had like the douchebaggy like haircuts and you know they were on like we're going to the cabin on the beach and like there's like a line between like all right we're paying homage to the classic slashers and then like we're just doing the same shit to make more money and i thought it but is is travis van winkle a bigger douche in friday the 13th 2009 or transformers friday 13th 100%. Like, he was the worst. I was like, they took the worst thing about Transformers 2007 and made him a bigger focus. But he gave us the iconic... I was really excited about. He gave us the iconic, your tits are stupendous. <laughs> your tits are stupendous. Alright, I take back everything I said. It was, it was just like... And I remember, like, I was really... Maybe it's because I was really excited for it at the time. Like, yeah. I was like, they're doing it. They're bringing it back, and it looks great. And it started out with, like, his mom and all that stuff, and I was like... Yeah, the first yeah, movie was, like, the opening just, credits. Yeah, I was like, this is gonna be it. Like, they're, you know, they're covering that and then bringing him back. And then it just... I would say I hate it, but I don't love it at all. Yeah. Hate is a strong word. But anyway. Yeah, like, well, that's what I liked about, like, Rob Zombie's Michael Myers and then the 2009 Jason. Like, they were they were huge, and they were fast. And that was, yeah. like, the biggest, like, change, like... They were just they were they were big and fast and they didn't need to run compared to the eighties versions, the classics that just like popped up and got you no matter how slow they were. Yeah. But but no. And as far as Rob Zombies, like I'm gonna put it out, I'm gonna put it in the air. I'm gonna say it Uh-oh. that makes it true forever. Rob Zombie was a horrible choice to direct Halloween, like the remake or whatever, reimagining sequels, he was a horrendous choice. Not to say he's a bad director or that I dislike him. He was just not the right choice for that property. Yeah, I think. But it was just like one of the things. Like they experimented. It like there was like, what if Rob Zombie directed Halloween? And it was exactly like that. Like it was like, wow. Dude, straight about Michael Bay. He had that buzz off of. Yeah. Um... He he had that buzz off of House of Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects, and yeah. Dimension, like Weinstein, huge. whoever it was, was just like, well, why not? And I think he like, always made great decisions. Always, I, I'm in the Thanks. minority of like, I don't mind that they gave Michael Myers a backstory. Like everybody hates that about his his first remake. My it's my wife the best loves part it. Part of that movie. I'll say that. I was all right with it. I mean, it was a little hardcore, a little too deep and dark. But, I mean, I liked it. I was okay with it. I yeah. was satisfied with the first Rob Zombie uh, Halloween movie. It was, it was all right. 
part of that movie. It's the more, there's like the two halves. I would say that's the more interesting half of the movie. But it's just like, it's like, of course, there's strippers. And like, of course, like, it's poking a dead animal for no reason. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's like, oh, I'm a zombie. It's I'd like, say I don't like them, but it's just like, if they were going to remake Halloween, because that was the craze, it was like, let's just remake them all. Yeah. Like, middle and, America, redneck, white trash was just not the way to go. No, like I was just, it, it's just because that's just different than Texas Chainsaw. In, in, which in I, Illinois, I like. In Illinois, I don't think there's like that hardcore redneck white trash people in Illinois. Nah, like he's walking around wearing a mask for no reason, poking dead animals and shit. And I was like, this is, it's not what, I don't know. I don't like to be that purist like guy, like, this is not my Michael. But I, I remember watching it in the theater, like this is because you know different. that's like the psychological, like that, that's the psychiatry like mantra though. Like every every serial killer started by killing animals. Yeah, and he's like Google that Michael shit. Took these photos, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> like he always walks around with a mask and a camera. Like you didn't think he was like weird. Like that was a spot on Sherry Moon Zombie, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's weird that she's not in other things outside of Rob Zombie's movies because right. she's like pretty, like she's like decent, like she's good in like all his stuff. It's like weird that you don't see her outside of. Maybe she's not an actress. She's just got Only that her, one niche, her husband type of performance. Yeah, Michael took these. She's but, actually like what I like almost hated the most about the sequel. It's like, like, dude, she's dead. Like, your wife doesn't need to be in every movie. But that was the way to shoehorn his wife into the sequel with the white horses and like the satanic Last Supper and all this weird shit that is not Halloween. I feel like he was trying to take more creative liberty with the second one because I think he originally didn't want to do a second one. Yeah, that's what I heard. He didn't want to just do like a shot for shot remake of Halloween 2. Like, so there's parts of his Halloween 2 that I think were really good. There's other parts that it's like kind of eye roll. But it's like, I get it. I was like, you know, he was trying to do something a little different, like with the spirit and all that stuff. Yeah. But what I remember reading, it's not fun. I think that's the main thing about his remakes are that they aren't fun. Yeah. I can see where somebody would watch the Friday the 13th remake. It was fun. Yeah. The the Halloweens were not. They're all they're all just like hate and aggression and just. Yeah. Over overkill. Yeah, people get killed. Like a girl, what's her name? That played Jamie. It's like when she got killed in the second one, I'm like, her dad's crying and everybody's crying. And it's like, this isn't right. Like, I was just watching, I was like, I thought this was going to be fun. Yeah. Why didn't he stab her more fun? Why didn't he punch her head off on a roof? <laughs> it would have been better. I'm surprised that hasn't come up. I love that movie. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Like as far as like, like Jason X, like Jason X is beyond absurd, but it's fun. Like that's that's the perfect word. Like I think I think Jason yeah. Goes to Hell is more trash. It's probably my least favorite Jason movie. Like yep. J- Jason Goes to Hell is beyond bad. Yeah, it's, it's fun. The coroner is just taking a bite out of his heart like it's a fucking Big Mac. Yeah, it's fun though. Like it's. Like, I'll give you, like, if you're looking for just a goofy 
ridiculous slasher. Like, it's got that, but it's my least favorite Jason movie. And then, like, in the ninth movie, like, Jason just randomly has family members. Yep. And yep. It, the best part of the... Right. Uh, the best part of Jason Goes to Hell is, is Freddy's glove coming and grabbing the mask. After all those like little yeah. turd demons bring him down to hell. And it was like 10 years before they did anything with that. Like, like Exactly 10 years. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, it, when Jason X came out, I watched it probably like 50 times. Just because it was new and I was like That's a lot of or something like that. Like, I was like, I was like, this is it. This is what horror is now, and I'm going to watch it until my ears bleed. And I did. Dude, I've had the urge to, like, check out, like, the whole, like, Texas Chainsaw series. I've only seen a couple, and I just haven't gotten around to it. And I heard some depending of those are pretty bad. Depending on your taste, like, you might love all of them or hate all of them. Because it's all just, it's just a different vibe. It's like putting... It's like that same thing. It's like putting Rob Zombie as the director of Halloween. It's like two different vibes. So when people like put Leatherface with like Michael, I'm like, that's like, yeah, that that's just oil and water. Like it's like two <laughs> different. Rob Zombie would have been great directing a remake of Texas Chainsaw, like for sure. It would have with Sherry Moon Zombie as Leatherface. Yeah, because why not? But. Yeah, like Texas Chainsaw Two is nothing like Texas Chainsaw Massacre One. Oh yeah, with so that with that Breakfast Club parody poster, I could tell. Way more like bizarre and like weird, but I love it. The one with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger got all the Oscars, right? Mm-hmm. It should have. Is that the That's one where he's like cross dressing or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Great. That had the Great. best poster. Where it was a lip putting on lipstick, but the lipstick was a chainsaw. Like, you ever saw that? Like lips. I think so. Chainsaw. Like, I do like my movie of the days on on the Facebook page every every night. And I started this month with Texas Chainsaw. I don't remember what poster I used for it though. It was like red, sure, and he no. had hair. Yeah, that was the because he was cross dressed. But anyway, I feel like I hijacked. I don't know. If, we're trying to go back and forth. I feel like I hijacked. Like we're just, I'm just talking. I don't know. I, I don't know if Joe can hear us. No, I can. I can hear you. I'm. I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what you guys are saying because uh, you guys are going back and forth about all these really great movies. And I mean, the one that I can think about in particular of a very fun horror movie would be like Freddy versus Jason. I mean, that was a really fun movie to watch, and yeah, it was fun. Uh, just getting to see these two very popular. Uh, slasher guys going head to head against each other. It, it, it was a fun movie to watch. And would I would I have been interested in seeing a sequel? Of course I would. And I would love to see more uh, slasher characters involved as well. You know, bring in Chucky, bring in Michael Myers, bring in uh, uh, Leatherface, and uh, what's his what's his name uh, from Hellraiser? You know, whoa, whoa. Yeah. let's pump the brakes. Too 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 much studio politics. Yeah. All I heard that uh, they wanted to bring Ash in from Evil Dead, and they just ended up doing a comic. Yeah, oh, that'd been a good one too. Uh, yeah, fucked up everybody, right? Yeah, I mean, Freddy versus Jason is fun. It's so trash. It took so long for it to come out after uh, 
New Nightmare and uh, uh, Jason Goes to Hell. But um, among, like, the big, like, the big dogs of horror, like Halloween, Nightmare, Friday the 13th, Child's Play, which which is, like, the ultimate classic? Like, which is your favorite among, like, all, like, the franchise starters? Joe? I'm going to have to go with the very popular Halloween because I always watch that every year. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a great seasonal movie to watch during this time must. of year, and I can never get enough of it. I watch it continuously over and over again. Um, and it's and it's not just only that one. I mean, it's every, every one of them except for Halloween 3. Not a big fan of Halloween 3, nor am I a fan Why? of Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers with Paul Rudd. Why? I don't like that one. No. That that's a bad. If we're going back and talking about bad ones, that's on my bad list. Curse for yeah, curse. I was work. I was actually really interested because I saw the ending to Halloween Five: The Revenge of Michael Myers, and it got me interested in getting to see what what would happen next. And then I saw the Curse of Michael Myers. And I'm like, no, nah, this is garbage. Throw it away. <laughs> I wasted my time. Yeah, curse sucks. Yeah, the um, but I don't mind. I don't mind the return of Michael Myers. I'm gonna tell you, like when I was like ten or twelve years old, when he put that thumb, when he put his thumb through that dude's forehead, I was freaked out. I was too old to be freaked out, but I was freaked out. Yeah. And then like the- I was like, like people shit on five. Like I think we were talking about the other day where it turned thirty or whatever. Yeah. It was like, oh god. I was like, I like five. Like I was, I at least growing up, I remember thinking five was like on par with the rest of them. Like I was like, oh. Now he's chasing her in a barn. Like, why not? Like, hell yeah. He stabbed her with a pitchfork. And, like, I curse just shits all over your hopes and fears. Like, you're just like, oh, this is whack. Like, this is bad. And Paul Rudd is bad in that movie. I hate the whole Thorn storyline. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry to be a part of the, the masses, but I, just, I hate the whole well, Man in Black yeah. Thorn storyline. Yeah. It's dumb, but Curse leans into it so heavily. Like, yeah. it's just... There's some alignment in the Curse. stars which causes Michael to hunt his family. <laughs> Bitch, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> I think Curse is worse than... Everybody talks about uh, Resurrection. No. Uh, like, re- Resurrection is, like, so bad, it's good. No, Resurrection, like, again, it's kind of like Jason X. Like, it came out in, like, a little, like, a time in my life. I just wanted to watch stuff like that. Yeah. So, I the, the, only, the only reason why I love Resurrection is because, uh, because of the whole uh, thing that happens at the beginning. I love on how you know what would it be like if Michael Myers succeeded killing who he was after, and I love yeah. that he kills. Like, spoiler here. I mean, this is movie's been already been out for what, already, twenty years, right? So yeah. and yeah, and uh, but I'm like. Wow, this is cool. I, lo- I love the fact that uh, they, he finally kills Laurie Strode. I mean, it, it was a it was a fantastic sequence. I mean, that's pretty much my favorite part of that movie, and the rest of it's all garbage. But uh, yeah. but the beginning of that movie, I loved it a lot. You didn't it enjoy Buster Rhymes doing Kung Fu? That's a true. I know that was so stupid, fucker. <laughs> nah, I love- I, it's again like I've watched it too many times. Kind of like Batman and Robin. Like Batman and Robin came out when I was like eight. But I watched it again and again and again and just went up to my room and was like doing it in my room and by the time it got this horrible reception, I was like, I don't hate it. I can't hate it. Yeah. I've watched it a thousand times. So it's like Halloween Resurrection and like Jason X. I'm not saying they're good, 
but I watched them so much and they remind me of that time so much that I'm like, I'm not going to curse is worse than resurrection. I will say that for us. Oh yeah. I'll put them side by side and say curse just blows ass. All right. Halloween, Halloween two eighty one, Halloween H two O, or Halloween twenty eighteen. Like which official retconned? This is the official next sequel in the Halloween series is the best. H two O. What were the selections? Halloween two, like the immediate follow up, nineteen eighty one. The whole thing is in the hospital. Halloween H two O, which ignores everything except the first two. She's in a college. It's in California. Josh Hartnett's big break, or yeah. Halloween that came out last year, forty years later, ignoring everything except the very first one. I love all those, and it's hard to pick one. But if I had to put gun into the head, Do all I'd those have love to you. say, I, I'm gonna say H two O. I really yeah. am. I, yeah, I really do love H2O. how. I really do love on how Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, she just really goes after Michael Myers. She's not. She's not scared. She's just. She's beating the shit out of him, and 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 the way that she chops his head off at the end, which really isn't him, but you know, it's just it's just fascinating. I really I really enjoyed it. Oh, the only yeah. thing I didn't like about H two O was the introduction to Josh Hartnett, which his character really didn't have any importance to the movie. You know, he's only in there just to be. Part of this this generation's you know introduction to uh, to the Halloween franchise. So, uh, but I, I didn't really. That's the only thing I didn't like. But the rest of it, awesome. I loved it. But it yeah. was like all like the, the the teeny sixteen magazine like fresh faces in Halloween in a, that you needed like a core group of kids to root for. Yeah, I thought it was. It makes more sense to me. Like, everybody lost their mind over the one that came out last year, and I liked it. I'm not going to act like I didn't like it and be that guy. I, I liked it. It makes more sense to me that she would have tried to move on with her life and, like, you know, go into witness protection and, like, start a new life somewhere as opposed to just spending 40 years in the woods. Waiting. Just because of, like, she had a shitty night, like, yeah. in the 70s. Like, it makes more sense that, like, 20 years later she'd be, like, have a kid like living on the low and like Michael might have tried to find her that way. I also think the brother, like him being her brother, like was a really good twist that yeah. they just kind of threw away. That's a great twist. Like it was like, Oh shit. That's why he's following her. Yeah. Nonstop. Like it just, it makes sense. Some things don't make sense. Like the whole well, the, thing and all this and that, but I think that makes sense. That's one of the things that I did not. That's one of the things I did not like. What they took out of the 2018's Halloween, because that yeah. it, it connects these two main important characters together, but yet they still throw in some of that chemistry in there between the two, as if there was something special about these two and why they why they, they exist. And, and uh, but they took away the brother and the sister thing, and there's something else, and it, which makes it interesting, but. I'm just like, I love the brother and sister thing. That yeah. was the whole part of the Halloween franchise. And they just pulled that away. And, I mean, I just... I, because the thing is, is that they they both only interacted that one time, that one night. She's the only survivor against all the other babysitters that Michael Myers has killed. But there really isn't any reason as to why she was the lone survivor. I mean, Loomis just shot the hell out of him. He fell off the balcony, and then he disappeared. That was it. But there was there was no nothing special 
between the two, which why they would put that involving with the 2018 Halloween film. You need to have that brother and sister relationship because it's a part of it. That's what we grew up with. And yeah. that's, that's how we know the Halloween franchise. And they took that away. So I'm really interested. I know it's not the subject, but really interested to see what it is that they were thinking by taking that away when they give us these back-to-back movies, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. I can't wait to see that next year. It's going to be really, really intriguing. I can't wait for it. That's what I was going to say. One of these last two movies has to explain what the what the connection is, what draws Michael to Lori since they took away the, the sibling thing. He's just sitting in like the prison for 40 years. He's just like, I can't wait to go find that exact same chick, that one girl that got away. Like, I can't wait. He's not thinking that. He's I'm, thinking, Doo. like, he's like, you know, that's how his mind works. Doo. Like, it makes sense that they're like not cosmically connected or some shit or whatever. It's like, you know, he's trying to get after his sister. He got one. He wants to get the other. That's like, yeah, that's how it works. I believe that. And I'm trying to think in the original, like once he once he made it back to Haddonfield, he's in his house and she's she's walking to school with the kid and drops off those that paperwork. And then he pops out and score hits. Like she might just be like the first person that he saw once he got back. I don't know. I don't know. I did like I always remember because like there's so many great scenes like when he grabs the little kid. Yeah. Is that like before? Or after I was I like I forget. Yeah, like, true that. Yeah. Or like when they're walking down, he's like, chilling. God, what a good movie! I don't know. Wait, uh, <laughs> do you, you know guys one of the things that they were pretty much e- Easter egging, foreshadowing in that in that movie is it's like, Halloween, not Easter. They, they're trying to force him. Yeah, they're trying to force him to talk. They say that he yeah. can he can talk. He just chooses not to talk. And I'm like thinking. Is there to be some part of this movie where we're finally to hear this guy talk? Like we're gonna actually listen to what what goes on in his mind. And I don't want but that. the thing is, it didn't happen. But I think there might reveal that in one of these last two films, which I don't want because it's gonna take it all yeah. away from the very scariness of this character. I mean, I'd rather not know what goes on in Michael Myers' head. I would rather not know what his voice sounds like. Just like. Um, with uh, Jeepers Creepers, they keep on trying to give you some Easter eggs as to where this creature came from, and you know it's, it takes it all away. The the very great thing about those three movies, well, actually, really, it's just two. The third one's complete garbage. But the the first one is just you don't know anything. You don't know nothing. You just love the scareness of that, that that certain persona that that gives you you know at the edge of your seat. You know, just wondering. You know, can this can this actually exist? You know, I'm terrified out of my mind sometimes when I'm driving by myself in the middle of nowhere, you know, thinking, could it be real? So, it's like the truck. You're just going to look at the truck right behind you and you're like, well, that's it. I'm done. It's, it's, I gave it before. I mean, I see uh, lights in the, in the, in the distance and I see it just coming up to me like really fast. I'm like thinking, holy shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> Dude. I'll turn it on the radio. You're more likely to get caught up in a real-life joyride situation than a real-life Jeepers Creepers situation. Uh, yeah. Um. Candy cane. <laughs> uh, but, man, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit, man. Like, do y'all hold, like, they're, like, I want to know if y'all hold, like, the original Child's Play as high as, like, Nightmare and Halloween. Because I do, 
But it's like like rewatching like Friday the Thirteenth a year or two ago. I don't really hold the the, the original Friday the Thirteenth in as high regard as the other ones. Like it's cool. Like I give it like a three and a half, four out of five. But the other one, like Child's Play, is a four, four and a half. The other two are like perfect fives, like game changers. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't know if other people do. I th- the first Friday the Thirteenth, people don't like to admit, but it it's just a rip off of Halloween. Yeah, it's a That's Halloween rip off. It's no doubt. It's just the capital. Like I love it. Don't get it. Like I love the first Friday the Thirteenth. But it's it was just there were so many slashers in that little time period that were just capitalizing off of, and none of them were as good. Like none of them, yeah, caught on to what. Like you got you got like Halloween and you got like Black Christmas from the seventies, and they weren't just fun slasher movies. It was the looming threat. They were well made. That, you know that was chill. Like it was like scary. Scary at thirteenth isn't scary. Like almost at all. Almost. You're all doomed. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's... But it's fun. Like, that was, I think, the kickoff of the slasher movie as, like, balls-out fun entertainment. Then you had Sleepaway Camp and all those that were kind of just the same thing. Were also great. But I think Chucky... But if we're talking about, like, how good they are, the first Child's Play is one of my... I put that above in terms of entertainment, like, a lot of them. Yeah. The original it's Child's Play is amazing. Than the Chainsaw Massacre, for sure. Maybe not as like well made or scary, but it's one of the most entertaining. I love it. Let's play hide the soul, Andy. Yeah, like oh, I can just quote it all. <laughs> Bro, like, that's that's one of the things about the Child's Play remake that killed me. Like Mrs. Barkley, Andy's mom, whatever we call her. Discovering yeah. there were never batteries in the doll is one of the most iconic horror iconic, moments of all yes. time. And the remake just never had that because they went with all this yeah. digital stuff. That's so good. Like the first, when he first turns into Chucky, I like remember watching that for the first time. It just like, I was probably 10, something like that. Like I was little, just laughing my ass off. I was like, yes, this is because he's like, you stupid bitch. Yeah. I was like, this is great. I love Brad Dourif just unleashed the Duroff. Yeah, it's so good. But it's like also, you know, it's like a solid mystery movie. Like, yeah. Because I think the marketing, they didn't really market it as killer doll the movie. It was kind of like, this doll looks killer. Like, is this kid crazy? So when you're watching it, at least the yeah. first time, like back in the eighties, it was probably like, it was like, you know, it's like solid. Like, What's really going on? Like trying to figure it out. Like, is the kid killing people? So it yeah, that, was, that, was my, that was my first theory. I mean, I don't remember the first time I've ever watched uh, Child's Play, but having to theorize after having to watching it again. You you would you would come to think that if you were to be watching this movie for the first time in theaters, you would think that is it the boy that's killing these guys or is it the doll? Because the thing is, he's wearing the same outfit as the doll. He's wearing the same shoes, and it would be interesting if the reveal at the end wasn't really even the doll. That the you know like the doll was alive and everything, but it already transferred his soul to the kid and is already the serial killer killing everybody. Hey, I hey, mean, that would have hey, been hey. a really cool reveal at the end, but I mean, it would take away the whole idea of the scary Chucky doll and everything like that. But if he succeeds in transferring his soul, then there's no possibility for a sequel. 
Yeah, right. No, I know that. It's all about money these days. Like, like, like if there was no, if there was no way of having to developing a franchise, just that movie itself alone, you know, it would have been a great, a great uh, shocker at the end. You know, they would have made sequels, and it still would have been the only slasher franchise where the killer is a child. Like, yeah, it would child play too. It would have just been the kid holding the like scissors. Sorry, Jack. Andy's mm-hmm. back. Yeah, <laughs> great tagline. I don't watch that. Ten out of ten, I don't watch that. Yeah, man. Like, I like yeah. the Child's Play sequels. Yeah, that's what I was going. That's where I was going. Like, I really like Child's yeah. Play too. And as much as people hate three, like I, I kind of love I, Child's Play I three. Like, I like three. I don't like three. I don't like three. Three doesn't like you, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm not really big on uh, Cult and uh, Curse. I've watched them. I think they're all right, but eh, I'm, I mean, yeah. I, I'm okay with uh, the movies being done with at uh, the, the Bride and See the Chucky, so, you know, I don't want to go any further with that. Oh, no, I was okay with it being done after Bride. Like, I think I've talked to Nick about Seed. Like, I just don't like seed seed is star <laughs> that i kind of love seed, that it, seed is just one of those funny ones you know just like you know freddy versus jay it's just a funny one it's not a, being a horror slasher scary flick it's just you know just having it's fun it starts there's off just, with the literal consummation of of what's his name billy yeah, yeah. Like, the literal plant. CG sperm going into the egg and the tubes, and this is how babies are made with dolls. Yes. And I, I remember watching, like, what the fuck? Because I, I watched the whole series before, uh, what's, the, what's the most recent straight-to-video um, cult? Curse? Cult? Yeah. yeah. And, like, I don't, I don't hate those. And whatever they're doing with this TV series and more movies, like I know Mancini wants to do more, and that's why that's why all the like the original core of Ch- the Child's Play franchise was against the remake because they still have ideas. But uh, I, like, there's just parts of Seed that are just so bizarre that I'm like, I love that someone read this at a as script and like we're like, yes, this Go is what picture. I want to say, like. John Waters standing outside the window taking pictures of Chucky, like, beaten off. That's beautiful. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you wrote that into a script, and they said, okay, yeah, what's that? Like, the photographer's going to be John Waters. I'm like, that's awesome. And, like, they're running around, and he's it's got, like, funny when... is, and he's like, can you hold this? And I'm like, yes. And, like, Red Man, the whole thing, like, that was hilarious to me. Like, I don't know. There's parts of Seed that I just love. It's probably my least favorite of the movies in terms of quality. But there's parts of it that I'm just like, they really did that. Like, that's bravo. Like, you you, you did it. Glenn and Glinda. Like, the whole ending is so bizarre that even Chucky, like, freaks out about it. Like, he yeah. stops. He's like, whoa, this is nuts. And I love that. I was like, they actually wrote themselves into a corner. And that's how they got out of the corner. They were like, <laughs> like somebody's reading it, and they were like, "This is too much." You got people tied up to a bed. One of them's dead. The other one's having babies. And like, like Tiffany, the doll is delivering the babies. And I was like, 
They're like, you don't think this is too much? And they were like, well, what if Chucky just stops? It's, it's This is nuts. But I was like, I don't know. I like Steve. All right. Um, yeah. Anyway, I wanted to right. Like, I wanted to warn y'all before. Okay. Like my, the, uh, we doing the NBA predictions for the sports segment, and that's gonna run long. So I don't want to go too too long with this. So before before we wrap it up, I need to like R.I.P. West Craven, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, Game Changers. Scream is probably my all time favorite franchise as far as horror. Yeah. So we got to talk about Scream before we wrap it up. Yes, please. Oh, yeah. We got we to gotta talk about Scream. I love Scream. I just love it how, you know, just, they're just, the first film is talking about just, you know, scary movies itself. And I love in the second one, just talking about successful sequels. And then the third one, the, uh, talking about a trilogy. And the fourth, the fourth one was kind of garbage, but the fourth Jeez. one talking about remakes. And if they were to do a fifth movie, I would really love it if they did like, you know, like, like a shared universe, not not like 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 bringing everybody like all the horror movies. But I'm just saying like 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 how they did with uh, Scream Four. You know, they're talking about remakes. You know, it's like what what today's genres are all about. And today we're talking we're usually just talking about how to develop shared universes. So it would be great if Scream was trying to like the Ghostface was doing something a little similar to that. So I've never seen the TV shows. I, I want to watch. But if Ghostface isn't involved, I'm not really that interested. I know he is in the in the in the last season, but uh, I, I don't know. It just doesn't really interest me too well. I know it's on Netflix, so I'll check it out whatever chance I get. But uh, I think that Nev Campbell's great. I love uh, Courtney Cox. I love uh, uh, David uh, uh, Arquette. You know, they're all great. I mean. Just seeing them in all each and every single one, except for Courtney Cox at the Scream Four, because she's got like those what do you call those those uh, <laughs> the uplifts? Yeah, she just looks too. She looks like a scarecrow in that movie. I don't know. She just looks different. But uh, and I just it's 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 just a great franchise. I really love watching it. It's a it's a great uh, uh, set of films to watch during the Halloween season. I think um, I think the first two seasons of the show they're good. They're they're watchable. They're good enough. I hated this most recent season, though. They they brought back the original mask and the original voice, but the acting was bad. Oh, is it? Oh, then never mind. <laughs> I watched the first episode of the show like back when it came on, and I really didn't like it. I don't remember anything of it outside of Bella Thorne being the first. Yeah, she was girl. like the Drew Barrymore. She was like the yeah. OMG, they killed yeah. such and such. But I remember just thinking, like, this is just MTV crap that yeah. the movie would have made fun of yeah yeah that's what it was maybe i'll give it a shot i don't different town it. different mask different yeah. plot no references to the movies yeah because scream one oh. is like a perfect movie yeah like, i would call I it first like, two perfect where where like, yeah about movies like i wouldn't change anything like scream one yeah like I just I love everything. It's probably my favorite horror movie of all time. You, you know, you know, it's weird that uh, you know the first scream that I ever watched wasn't even the first scream. This first scream I ever watched was Scream Three, and I know it's weird, but I wasn't really familiar with the franchise. And somebody loaned me the movie, and I popped it in, and I'm like, I actually love this. Hey, so here's I went, the I third movie I in a series. Watch this. I love. I watched Scream Two. I loved it, and I mean, it was a perfect trilogy. I loved it very much. But one thing is I cannot take the first Scream movie that serious anymore 
after watching scary movie. I mean, we're we're going off subject, here, but every single time when I watch the first scream movie, I can't I can't resist myself. I always think about the scenes that they do as a parody in in scary movie. I always I can't take the first screen serious anymore. I always laugh. I just have a good time watching that all the time because of that movie. Yeah, I really like him running down the stairs. I see him running down the stairs with the piano behind him, like flailing. (laughs) Like all I think of. My favorite that I always laugh at is at the beginning when uh, the girl she's telling the boyfriend, "Hey, would you consider PG (laughs) thirteen?" Shows the man boobs and. Yeah, I'm just I'm laughing my ass off. So I can't take Nev Campbell seriously when she actually shows her breast to her boyfriend. All I can think about is those freaking man boobs. I'm like, oh my god, it's so gross. Yeah, that might um, be something psychologically about you, buddy. Yeah, no. <laughs> Go watch Scream a hundred times until you've seen it more than Scary Movie. Right. I was at home watching TV and the uh, Exorcist was on. Yeah, Exorcist was on. Like, <laughs> Scream is just, it's different. It's different in a lot of ways. But, like, you watch Friday the 13th or, like, pretty much any one. And it's like you have maybe one main character, maybe two. And then, like, everyone else you don't really give a shit about. Or you're, you, you can, you've eliminated them as a suspect. Like, it's not really a whodunit. It's just, like, they're just there to get murdered. Yeah. Scream it was like a whodunit aspect, so everyone was involved in the story. Everyone had their own discernible personality. Uh, and, and, like, if you haven't seen it before, like, going through, you're really like, who could it be? Is it the principal? That would make sense. And then you're like, oh, well, no, it's not. It can't be. And just the marketing, you know, putting Drew Barrymore in, like, the trailers and, like, yeah. face first on the poster and then having her be the first one to go that's like the most genius shit in the world like i, I was like because you weren't expecting that i know i wasn't the no. first time i ever watched it when i was like six <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh i know drew barrymore like i know i know her she's in all kinds of things she's very famous i'm six and then she's like immediately and it's super gnarly like the way she dies and like even still reading it it's like oh man yeah she's on the phone with her mom like that's nuts and I think that is an angel on this earth and should be in more things all the time. Yes. But everybody, like the whole cast, like Jamie Kennedy in those movies, just. That's like what gravitated. Because like at 10 years old, it came out and I was like, oh, it's so cool. There's a character named Randy. Because I didn't get a lot yeah. of that growing up. So like, yeah. I, I always yeah. love that. He's, he's, he's the best character. Like I remember watching Scream and watching Scream 2 just being excited that like it wasn't just another one. Like, it wasn't just, like, because you had people on the poster that you didn't recognize, and, like, Jada Pinkett was, like, in the trailers and all that, and it was like, uh, it's another one, they're adding people. But, like, as soon as the movie comes on, it's like, Randy's in it, you're at a new school, everybody's in it, and it was like, this is great. You can't really, like, remake Scream. You can't, like, reboot it. Like, they made Scream 4, and I was clawing my eyes out, because I was like, they have to just continue that story. It can't just be... Let, you know, good face doing something new. Like, they have to continue that story with those people. I thought Scream 4 was, I liked it better than 3. Yeah, me too. I thought, like, just the tongue-in-cheek, like, the way that they observed, like, remakes and reboots and, you know, movie nerddom and applying it to the story, like, 
I thought it was really fun. It was really Wes Craven. Real, real, quick, real quick, speaking of, uh, of remakes, do you think that they should remake I Know What You Did Last Summer? They've been they talking about it for like three or four years, one. but no. They should make another one with Jennifer Love Hewitt coming back, and yeah, I'd watch what it. What are they doing? Well, they, they did movie. that. I all I always know what you did. That's and that that's a stupid one, and I'm like, no, no that movie we'll, doesn't we'll, we'll exist go back to me. Jennifer Love Hewitt in. Yeah, I don't think I ever but saw I, that one. I, I love those two movies. Those those are really great. Those are my. You know, those are also another set of uh, horror movies I like to watch during the Halloween season. So yeah, yeah. but uh, let's put a cap on it. Dope conversation, yeah. Nick. Give like it, across all horror. Give the listeners, give the viewers one movie that they must watch in October during Halloween season, whatever, and one to completely stay away from. Scream. Like you got it. Like if you aren't watching Scream like all the time, you're just you're fucking up. Like. If you haven't seen Scream, I don't know what's wrong with you. I like, try to rewatch the, the series at least once every other year, and it annoys the hell out of my wife. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to watch Scream 1 this year for sure. Like, for sure. I'm going to try to skip the sequels. The last, like, three years, I've tried to keep it at just Scream 1 so I could watch more. And I've watched all four of them <laughs> for, like, the last, like, four, four years. Like, it just happens. And, what's with yeah. Wood? Watch Scream yeah. And stay away from, I don't know, uh, um, what's like a bad one? Remember like the torture porn era? We've been that, like, hostile and, yeah, raw. maybe skip those this year, you know, like maybe, maybe give those a rest. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch Saw <laughs> in May before the new one comes out anyway. Is it coming out this coming May? It's called, yeah, it's coming. Chris Rock, Samuel L. Jackson is coming out in May. All right. Well, what is it called? Watch Saw. Watch Hostel. Watch uh, Captivity. Remember Captivity? No. I was going to say skip those. Those were gross, but no, you should go watch them. Joe, what's a must watch and what do you stay away from? Uh, must watch, I would have to go with, well, I did like the Scream one, but you know what, I rec- I don't know if you'd call this a scary movie, but it's it's a movie uh, by Jaws. Stephen King, and I just recently watched the, for the first time ever, and I loved it, which is, uh, oh my god, what is it called? Misery. I saw Misery uh, a couple okay. of days ago. I loved it. I loved it. Misery was first amazing. Time, I'm curious. First time watching it, and I was like wowed by it. That's that's a movie I would highly recommend to watch. And the least one I'd have to say, oh my god! I mean, there's there's a there's quite a few, and I think that we've already talked about a whole bunch of them already. But what are you gonna say, Nick? Because uh, you can probably got, give me like, like we're yeah. actually talking about like bad movies. Worst movie I've ever seen in my life was called House of the Dead. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Yes. It used to be the thing, the video game you would go to at the movie theater and like play with the gun and you'd kill the zombies. But what's his name? You Bull. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Like the dude who's like famous for making bad movies. Made it into a movie in 2003. Worst movie I've ever seen in my life. So if you're like looking for a zombie movie, watch any other zombie movie but that. <laughs> go see Zombieland Double Tap. Again. Because holy shit. There yeah, you go. House of the Dead. What do we stay? What do we stay away from, Joseph? 
What's that? What do we stay away from? Fifty seconds. Oh, uh, I, you know what? I would say just. Oh my god! I don't know. I mean, that it does it does uh, like direct to home video. Thirty five seconds. I mean, okay, fine. Stay away from Jeepers Creepers three. That's a stupid movie. There you um, go. Was it really? I never watched it. No, I haven't seen it either. I tried to try to watch it because I love Jeepers Creepers. The second one was okay. The first one was awesome. I'm like thinking the third one would be great too, but no, it was a piece of garbage. All right, man. Thank, thank y'all for coming in. We come back in two weeks, something November-ish. When we get back, NBA predictions. All right, man, as promised, got old man Lawrence. Got the annual appearance of older man Lawrence. And uh, NBA starts on Tuesday, so we're going to chop it up, talk about the movement. The overrated moves, the the moves that'll hit home, the moves that'll fizzle out, and at the end maybe some brief like I don't know these teams could make the playoffs. So, um, Jason, start us off, man. What moves stuck out to you? What uh, what do you think are overhyped? How what'd you think of the off season? Uh, man, overhyped. Well, I don't know if it's overhyped, but I don't know how you don't start talking about AD right going to the Lakers. Um, you put him with LeBron, and you got two of the best players in the league. So if those guys are healthy, uh, who knows how far they can carry him. But uh, as we were just talking before recording, um, I think one of those two guys is probably going to miss some time because AD seems to always have to miss a little time. And, you know, LeBron could just have another bad luck. And then I think they're I think they're in trouble without those two. But AD um, already had that thumb thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, luckily it turned out minor, but... But that trade in and of itself, too, I mean, was so significant because it sent so much young talent back to New Orleans, and they drafted Zion. So if you talk about, like, five most exciting teams in the league, like, everybody's got the Pellies on their list because um, that team's just going to be fun to watch. Well, until uh, when Zion's back, it's yeah. going to be fun to watch, you know. So, yeah, you probably got to start with AD, and once you kind of break through that and go through all the nuance there, then you can start talking about the other moves. Which is weird, considering you're not talking about Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. But. That's where I thought you were going, being such a Paul George guy. I thought PG and Kawhi to the Clippers were going to be the first thing you brought up. Well, I think there's, I think they're somewhat strangely less interesting because I think we know that that team's going to be rock solid. Yeah, man, they team. didn't really lose like their core that gave the Warriors a slight <clears> scare, <throat> like Montrez, Lou Williams, um, Pat Bev, yeah, Patrick Beverly. Uh, Landry Shamit, and then uh, they got uh, what's the big guy Zubac? Zubac? Yeah, the Clippers are going to be crazy. Exactly. Uh, he'll play some. And then I think the low-key underrated move uh, that people aren't talking about enough there is they added Mo Harkless. Yeah, Harkless. Yeah. So they got just another solid, you know, six-seven, six-eight wing defender. So when those guys, when those guys go small with those, I mean Paul George at the two. Uh, When's he get back? That, I think they're saying he's gonna miss ten games or so. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Really. That's not bad at all. I think I think it's just a couple months ago or whatever. But the whole Kawhi, where's he gonna go? Thing was, it had the internet on fire, man. Like nobody knew what was gonna go on. <clears throat> Him and his team played so close to the chess. Sudden, <clears throat> yeah, and then, uh, the last second you're talking about, they they got Paul George. You're like, what the hell, like? That was awkward. The whole thing was just crazy the way it went down. They were following Kawhi in Toronto like OJ. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Man, I remember 
it was like like Fourth of July weekend. And I was watching a movie, but my wife wanted to like go somewhere, and one of her coworkers like opened up a little spot in town, and we went to that, and we came back. Oh, Kawhi signed, cool, and Paul George got traded. <laughs> what? Like I was blown away. Like it was so crazy how it all went down. The Lakers got a uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because uh, cousins yeah, went signed- down. Yeah, Dwight Howard, uh, Danny Green. I feel like they got somebody else too. Um, Rondo. Yeah, you mean like signed. Bradley, 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 Avery Bradley. Bradley. Coming off an injury, right? I think so. I yeah, bet. It's, it's, I bet that they get a uh, Iggy. I bet they get Iggy after Memphis buys him out. I'm getting photo bombed. Sorry, everyone. It's all good. Yeah, on the internet now. <laughs> He's gonna be famous. He's gonna be our most viewed one yet. <laughs> and then, uh, um, yeah, hopefully Zion can bounce back. It's, not, it's nothing crazy because I, I, uh, I remember in the summer I was I was telling you guys that I think the Pelicans might slide into the number eight, eight spot in the playoffs, but depending on how long he's going to be out, that's definitely not going to happen. I have them at eight, and it's not even for anything on the court. I have them at eight because of that like obscure JJ Reddick's never missed the playoffs stat. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't think most people realize that until JJ Reddick has never missed the playoffs. Yeah, Orlando, okay. Philly, LA. I yeah. didn't know that. That's insane. Actually, been on winning squads. Yeah, they. Uh, I think if yeah, I it depends on how long Zion misses. But if he'd have been playing eighty two, I, I think they I, they're in my in my notes here. They're in that group where there's like six teams for those last four spots, and who knows yeah. who's going to hold them. Like the teams that I had to bump like kind of hurts me, and it's going to ruffle some feathers. But I didn't know who to take out. I had Dallas and San Antonio. I think the Spurs could miss. I don't know. They got a uh, what's his name, uh, Murray coming back. Mm-hmm. They could get in. You never know about Lamarcus, Demar Derozan. Yeah, I mean, you you, you assume one spot's open automatically because of the Thunder. Yeah, um, you know they've kind of torn that down, um, yeah. and people expect them to tear it down further during the season. So yeah, Chris Paul's probably moved by All Star. The Lakers spot naturally, right? So so then you know if the Kings and the Pelicans yeah, are going to be fighting too. there, um, you know who's falling out? Is it is it Spurs? <laughs> Is it, a lot of people are down the Blazers this year for some reason. The models. I don't are, know why. Are, I think it's just because so many new pieces, probably. But uh, you know, Nurkic may not be back until after the All Star break. Oh, some people, yeah. he may not be back at all. But um, yeah, so you know, and you know, the Warriors. Um, you know, if if Steph or Draymond were to miss any games, they, it's crazy. Really that people don't have them the, making it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then yeah, the Mavs are right there. Um, you know, if the Thunder kept that team together and they're healthy, you know, Chris Paul and, and Gallinari can win some games, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Shea Gildress. they're not going to be, you know, the Grizz and the, the Grizz and the Suns are down there in the basement, though the Suns are actually going to win more games this year probably. They got, they had some good ads. Like, they'll actually be competent, I think. Then um, I don't see the Timberwolves being that much improved, if any. They're, they're 30 wins or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy because, man, they had so much potential. Well, Jimmy dragged those guys in the <laughs> playoffs too, pretty much by himself. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. They got, I mean, Roko's there. He'll, he'll be healthy. They've got um, Okogi and who's the kid they drafted? Um, which did they draft Garland or do they know that he's in Cleveland? I'm forgetting the wing they got. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but then. Uh, from a. Uh... 
There's a, there's a pick, right? There was a yeah. trade they got. Was it the guy from Virginia? Culver. Culver, that's who they got. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he'll, he'll get some time. He'll be interesting. You know, there's there's Wiggins. You know, Teague will be healthy this year. He'll help. They'll have, they'll have. Yeah. They'll be happy. A steady point guard back. But, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Did uh did Denver get anybody, or is their big acquisition really just getting their draft pick back from last year? Yeah, they'll add they'll add um Porter. Yeah. Um, and then they added uh, they picked up Grant from Oklahoma City. Okay. So he'll help in the front line rotation as well. I don't know if they're getting the two seed again, but they're they're in there. Uh, I think their continuity should carry them one or two seed, just kind of by default. Those guys. Um, I mean, they were they were a few seconds away from the Western Conference Finals, you know. For what? Yeah. For going, they drafted uh, they drafted a uh, big man, Bobo. That's right. Yeah, he's probably not going to play. He's just he's D league. He can develop there because I mean they've got Jokic obviously and Plumlee and Millsap and now Grant and Porter, so they've got enough guys to, to carry that front line. And they still have Aaron Gomez, who they can't find minutes for. <laughs> I mean, how do you guys uh? feel about the jazz i was just about to bring the jazz up i i, I miss you bogey They're i'm not look- sure how i feel about the jazz i mean i mean i, I love their coach but i don't know man kind of like well mitchell's gonna look a lot different now he's got mike conley and bogey helping out yeah <laughs> and one ball all the time to get it. i mean he was the only guy <laughs> that could create his own shot last year now with conley and bogdanovich they might run a modern offense like I think those guys are going to win a lot of games. Yeah, you think so? I think they get uh, home yeah. court. Yeah, I think if they're healthy, they're 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 winning a lot of games. Because I mean, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how I feel about Utah, man. Honestly, they just didn't they give their coach like a crazy extension, like a day or two like this week. Yeah, I just saw Will just tweet long term extension. Yeah, I didn't click yeah. on the story or anything. Uh, yeah, I think I think he deserved that. He, I, I like that coach. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, they're gonna be good. I mean, they're gonna have their their closing five is probably gonna be Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, Ingles, and Gobert. So that's four guys that can really move the ball and kind of do whatever they want with the ball with uh, Gobert in the middle. So that's gonna be a tough squad. Let's stop ignoring the Eastern Conference. Talk about the move that everybody wants to talk about: Malcolm Brogdon to the Pacers. There's another conference. What? Oh yeah, the the little brother. Uh, yeah, other than uh, other than. Kawhi leaving, it's like Easter Conference is kind of like wah wah wah. No, I mean, there was there were some moves. Like we, we, That's we, only because like we Durant's before. hurt, though. We were talking before, uh, before we hit the record button about three teams. Yeah, yeah. But because Katie's out, most people are only talking about two teams. I mean. It, that's what, that's what I was saying, man. Like uh, in the group chat or whatever. Like this whole thing with uh, Domas, I just don't like it, man. Because I feel yeah. like if, if we had. If we had Old Depot like healthy for the full year, I mean, we're easily a top top three team with KD being out Eastern Conference. I don't think, I don't think that's a fact. He just got cleared for five on five, right? So like, how long is he realistically mm-hmm. out? Thanksgiving. I they have not declared, yeah. hinted at any time yeah. lines yet. They, I mean, yeah. they're pretty close. I was they post like clips of him running and shit, but other than that, like I haven't seen anything. They've I was been, listening to a pod earlier that was saying that they'd heard reports, like rumors, that um, I think it was Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer was saying that he's heard grumblings that uh, Vic and his people aren't maybe not happy with how the whole process has gone and how the, the oh, training staff handled it. But uh, 
you know, he's kept it tight. And, the, you know, the Pacers are usually pretty good at keeping things tight. But, uh, yeah, there's no timetable. So, he had a really weird injury, you know. Oh, so, yeah, no, sure, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Pacers, are, we're probably going to end up being that team where it's like uh, the narrative is going to be that team that you don't want to face in the first round because we probably won't have home court that Vic misses a lot of time. But by the time he's back and they get clicking, It'll be like you won't want to you won't want to be the three seed matching up with them as the six seed or whatever, right? Yeah. You know? I put us at third because I just I don't see the Celtics being that good, and I don't see the Nets being that good yet without Durant. And I just I don't the East like I told y'all when I first did this last week the East was hard to see. Yeah, I mean I, I look at uh, I look at six teams. I'm trying to count my list here. One, two, three. Yeah, I think there's six teams that are solidly in. Um, I'd say Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, next, Nets, Pacers, and Raptors. I think they're all in. Yeah. Uh, another five teams that could that I don't know how to guess how it's going to play out for the last two. The Pistons and the Magic will still be solid if healthy, but the Bulls are improved. Uh, the Heat got Jimmy, and we've seen him drag scrubs into a playoffs in the West at a three seed. So. Uh, you know, Dragic healthy, Jimmy Butler healthy, uh, uh, you know, Justice Winslow making leaps, Bam Adebayo making leaps, like, that That team's going to be right there. And then, you know, I think the, the league past Darwin is going to be the Hawks. How long did they eight. suspend waiters for Miami? Uh, I don't, I didn't, I don't even know. I didn't know. Well, I saw it just said. It just, said, oh, it just said uh, opening game. Oh, okay. I, saw, I didn't click on the, I didn't click on the story or anything, but it said. Uh, uh, I think it was suspended, yeah. I mean, he's a. Uh, He's probably a reserve player for them anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, they're probably starting Dragic, Butler, Winslow, Johnson, and Adebayo, I would guess. But so uh, Pist- the Pistons added uh, Derrick Rose. Didn't they get somebody else? I want to say. Uh, I, like they made another, I feel like they made a couple moves. One of the uh, Morris twins. They got Yeah, they got the Morris. Yeah, one of the – they got uh, Markeith, the one that's yeah. not – Starting fights in preseason, <laughs> like it's playoff basketball. Oh, did they keep him? And they, yeah. Uh, one's in New York, one's in Detroit. Yeah, I know the one signed as a free agent. Marcus signed as a free agent to the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he, so, you know, he he gave the Spurs the shaft and went to the Knicks. Yeah, okay, I didn't realize. I, I didn't realize Keith stayed in Detroit. <clears throat> yeah, then, you know, Kennard emerged. Um, then they've got a. Do they still have a. Is Thon Maker, McCurr, Make McCare, is he still there? He was playing, he was getting some minutes for him towards the end of last year. I think so. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, they lost Stanley Johnson, they lost Tolliver. I honestly don't know their, their full depth, like their full bench, but, um, you know, they, they're going to go. Wayne Robinson's not there no Blake more. Takes them. Wayne so, Ellington's not there anymore. Yeah, Ellington's gone, yeah. I'm not sure what their reserve rotation looks like. Honestly, but and it just they're gonna ride on Blake. If Blake's healthy, he'll, he'll take him to the playoffs, you know, or at least you know they'll be there. But if he misses time, they're they're not gonna be able to do anything. Yeah, Drummond can't do it all. Uh, kind of hoping for the best with Kimble and Boston. Yeah, I think Boston. I think if Boston would definitely be towards the top of the conference. Kimble Walker. Dude, they uh, lost Rozier. Kyrie and got Kimba. Kimba's gonna fit. Kimba does enough of what Kyrie did without all the drama. So yeah. I think they're all be happier. They're thin up front. I mean, they've got Cantor 
And, yeah, so they got uh, and tied. Losing Horford uh-huh. hurts. But uh, that's I mean they don't really have any they don't have anyone at the four that scares you. Um, so I mean I think you'll see a lot of lineups of like Kemba, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and whichever of their, of their random bigs. I mean I think that's why all the the uh, so many of the NBA analysts all off season long were talking Brown for Domus, Brown for Domus because. I've seen Seems that like they need more depth up front, and they can sort of sacrifice a wing foot. And the Pacers don't really have any young wing depth, so I, I hate to see Domes go. But if we got Jalen Brown, I'd be all right with that. I'd be very happy with that. Yeah, I'd be all right. With that. I mean, what Give was me Brogdon, Vic, yeah. Jalen Brown with Miles protecting the rim. Um, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Coming in second and sixth man of the year, I man. I think we can that. get a good guy for for Savonis. I will have no Miles Turner slander on this podcast. Mine one episode a year. Don't you don't you put that on me, Jake? <laughs> <clears throat> is there uh, anyone in the East that you guys think will be overly interesting or exciting, or is it a total question mark or can't figure out? Or besides the Pacers, I don't even care. Uh, uh, the Bulls, because I don't know about that Kobe White guy. Honestly, man, the, er- the- everybody everybody's super high on him, but I don't know about him. Well, he, I mean, he's a rookie. Like, the Wolves are going to be pushing for the playoffs, which is crazy. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I know that we, I hate to see Dad Young go over there, but yeah. I, I love me some Dad Young. He's going to help. They got Sadoransky. Play the point. I don't know about, I don't know about Kobe White. Everybody seems to be real high on him, but I think I don't know. Be, I mean, he's a rookie point guard, so he needs to shoot first point guard. But, uh, but I mean, it, it, he'll give him the 20 minutes tonight. That'll be fine. But, I mean, when they're, when they're closing with, like, Sadoransky, Levine, Porter, Markinen, and Carter or Young, depending on matchups, like, who's their who's their, their coach? Yeah. It's still uh, boiling. Had him running drills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They just, is it official? Did they extend them or anything? I thought or is so. kind of like. Uh, yeah, I think they renewed him, yeah. That's what's up, man. He's uh, 71 odds for Coach of the Year if you want to take a long shot on big money. <laughs> I'm good on that bet. I think it's 700 to 1. I said, Matt, that's right, Matt. I think it's 700 to 1. Sorry, not 70 to 1. 700 to 1. We think R.J. Barrett thrives in New York? Real. Say, say it again? We think R.J. Barrett thrives in New York? Is he going to be ready to get traded by next offseason? I don't know. I think the Knicks signed every power forward so they could make trades in the season. I don't know what the plan is. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, they've God, got... I, I hate the Knicks. They've got enough talent to win a few games, but... Um, but, uh... Sorry, my my daughter's stealing my drink. Um, they've got enough talent to win some games, but not enough to, you know, really bother anyone. So the but. Knicks are going to go 4-76. and 76. I mean, they got, Let's hope so. They got <laughs> last year, and then they went and got Alfred Payton, um, and then they still have Frankie Smokes. So it's like, I don't know why you pick up Payton if you think DSJ <laughs> and or Nilekin is your point guard of the yeah. future. But, but well, they got uh, Wayne Ellington, right? And uh, Julius Randle, right? Yeah, yeah. This Randall will be starting for him. And then you got the Morris brother, other Morris brother, Mitchell Rob. I mean, I think they're starting five. You know, it'll be Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randall, 
maybe Knox and Barrett, and then whichever the point guards they like. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, I mean, there's, there's NBA players. Uh, I just yeah. don't know how they all fit. What happened to uh, Moutier? He's in. Where is he now? Um, Argentina. No, he's uh he's still playing. He's, uh, Utah, right? Yeah, I think he's out in Utah. Yeah. That sounds right. All Is right. that where he's still? Yeah. He's on someone. He's someone's reserve. Yeah, he's still playing. And uh, where did uh, Isaiah Thomas end up? Washington. <laughs> Washington Wizards. Dang, I forgot about that. And, and they just gave Bradley Beal the extension. Is yeah. John Wall coming back this year? I doubt it. Nah, I don't think anybody expects him back till next year. Damn. That sucks, that fan base. You look at that roster and you're like, wow, who are these guys? <laughs> That's kind of I guess, man, I never blame somebody for getting their money, but to be in that position where it's like, you, we, can, we can give you a lot of money or you can go play some more for a championship, like, that's a tough call, man. He's a real tough call. Either way, so he might as well sign it because any team in the league is going to trade for him anyways. He's worth it, so. Yeah, yeah I don't even – I couldn't even name three guys on their team other than Isaiah Thomas and Bradley Beal. Who's the uh, – Thomas Bryant, playing center. The guy that had all the tattoos, <laughs> goofy-ass tattoos. The he used big. to be on the Hawks. Who's on the Hawks? Isn't it Mike Scott? Isn't he in Philly or was? Mike Scott's in Philly still. Uh, so the Wizards got – What's this guy? Nobody on their roster. <laughs> What's this guy? They got Beal. They got Bryant. They got their rookie, Rui Hachimura. Yeah, that's the uh, half-Japanese kid, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys are high on him, too. I'm trying to think. Uh, I wanted got, to say Otto Porter, uh, but I think he went to Chicago. Who's that? Otto Porter. Yeah, Otto's in Chicago. Um, oh, okay, that's not a bad pickup for Chicago. Chicago. Um, Otto Porter was there last year. He he, he finished the year there. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to. Yeah, they'll be, at, they'll be at the bottom of the They still got Yamahimi? Jan might still have one more year on that contract. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably still there. Uh, but yeah, no, Jeff Green went to Utah. Gortat's been gone. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the team that, we, that was making the playoffs a few years ago is not the same team anymore. Bradley Beal's going to be putting up big numbers with a lot of L's. But, uh, so who's who's going to be the bottom of the Eastern Conference? you got the Wizards. Uh, Cavs. Cavs. Hornets. Cavs, for sure. You think the Hornets would be that bad? Yeah. yeah. I think they're pretty bad. I think 30 minutes tonight of Terry Rozier is going to be a nice little roller coaster. <laughs> uh, and I mean, like, right? Yeah, he was a free agent. Yeah. Three years and 60-something million, I think. Um, so, it, so him and Kimber Walker just two completely different transactions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, I mean, they've got some interesting guys. They've got is it Miles Bridges? You know, the high flyer, the dunker. Um, and they've got they've still got Jeremy Lamb that no one or not Jeremy Lamb. Uh, so we, we got Jeremy, we got Lamb. Jeremy Lamb. Yeah, uh, uh, the other the other Kentucky kid, uh, uh, Malik Monk that no one can figure out. He, like, he looks good, then he doesn't look good. They've got Batum. They've still got MKG. They've still got... Uh, uh, 
Uh, uh, Mar- Marvin Williams, you know, still playing. <laughs> Zeller is there if he can be healthy. Frank Marvin Kaminsky. Williams, man. Where'd, where'd Kaminsky go? He left. Oh, I think he's in Phoenix. Is it Phoenix? That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, he's not in Phoenix now, so. So, I mean, there's guys there, but again, I just don't know. I don't think that's uh, a recipe for more than 25 wins. Phoenix added a uh, point guard, too. Uh, what's his name? That the Pacers Rubio, were supposed to get Rubio, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of moves, man. Phoenix is going to actually be competent, like with the starting five of Rubio, Booker, so. uh, oh, what's the um, Kelly Oubre? They got Dario Saric, you know, and then DeAndre Ayton, like that. Putting a real point guard next to Devin Booker for the first time, pretty much ever, is going to be huge. So, uh, and you know, Ricky can defend, which Book doesn't want to do. So. They'll, we got TJ. We took TJ Warren from the uh, yeah. Suns. Yeah, they just handed him to us. Like I, hey, I like, I like that pickup for us actually. TJ Warren's TJ Warren's gonna have a breakout year. He could be like an MIP guy. I, I, I like TJ Warren on our team a lot. Most improved Pacers like the on Bowler than Jeremy year. Lamb brings. Jeremy Lamb's good too. He'll, when Vic's back and Jeremy Lamb is your six man, like that's that's pretty nice to have. But yeah, I think TJ yeah. Warren could be like 23, 24 points a night. Pretty efficient scoring. Nah, Most improved Pacers don't usually bode well the next season. <laughs> yeah, but we tend to win it. <laughs> we get guys to win it. <clears throat> so, what do y'all think? Who's y'all uh, eight, uh, eight playoff teams? Which side? Yeah, what conference? Let's go. You might as well do the Easter Conference first. You want to go first, Jason? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. So I think Bucks are still the best team in the East. I think they'll lock down one with the best player in the league, uh, considering KD's hurt. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put Giannis as my number one in my top 100. With all due respect. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Bold choice. There's going to be two. That lineup is big and scary. I don't know how teams are going to defend them when they're smallest guys, Josh Richardson. So have fun with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd probably say Celts three, Nets four, Pacers five, Raptors six. I think those are my six locks. I think those guys are all in. Uh, and then in that then that bunch in the middle, Pistons, Magic, Bulls, Heat, Hawks. Um, I think the Heat make it there with Jimmy. Plus, they could have a Chris Paul trade coming, maybe. I think the Heat get in. And then... Um, it's gotta be the Pistons, right? It's gotta be the Pistons. I don't I, think the Hawks. I don't I, know, man. I think it's gonna. I think the Pistons are out. I think. I just don't think that. I don't know. I just have a bad feeling for whatever reason. I don't have a, a scientific, analytical reason behind that. Just Spurning his old home team I, again. I think that eighth seed is gonna be the Magic again, or the Bulls sneak in. Yeah, that'll, that'd be my East. Uh, I got Sixers one, Bucks two, and then, like Bucks I said. I went Pacers third just because the rest of my seedings are a jumble. Uh, Celtics fourth, Nets fifth. I put Orlando at six, and then that's what they got last year, right? I put Tor- uh, I put Toronto yeah, seven. <laughs> I put Toronto that, yeah. seven and Miami eight. Okay. Yeah, you got the Heat going in too. Yeah, I, I man, yeah, the bottom is gonna be yeah. That's hard to pick. Because you feel like the Miami Heat should be in there. Watch Charlotte or New York mess around and make it. 
That's I what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I think there. I, I I do think there is going to be a team like that in the Eastern Conference that nobody really expected. That's just going to do really well. Yeah, it'd be a first round, you know, early exit. Obviously, going up against the Bucks or the you know the Seventy Sixers or something like that. I do, I do kind of see like a team coming out of nowhere and making the playoffs. Yeah, because it, it ain't gonna be that hard to do in the Eastern Conference. Let's be honest. I don't know. We'll see. No, no, LeBron. LeBron's the second year gone now. And then you got uh, Kawhi Leonard just up and left. Yeah, it's wide open, man. What's your West? Pretty open. West. Yeah. All right, I'll go first again. I reckon. Uh, so um, I've got. So I think I, it's harder to put an order here. I can guess an order with the East. Okay. Um, I think Nuggets, Rockets are one and two um, as far as regular season <laughs> records. Right. Um, I think the continuity carries over. Um, I think those guys have won a lot. Jazz are probably the third or fourth team. A lot of talent there. Um, so I guess I have tiers here. So the five that I write down is like, I don't doubt her in the playoffs. Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, like I said, then Blazers, Clippers. Uh, I know the models are low on, on the on the Blazers, but they are every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dame and CJ are just too good. Like, I just, even if they're the 8th seed, I just don't see them missing. Uh, so I, I got three tiers. So those are my five that I think are in. There's five that I think are definitely out. Um, Grizzlies, Suns. Wolves, their maps, just don't think it's happening. I think the maps are a year away. Um, I think Luca. I think Luca looks like maybe like fifth on your ballot MVP level this year. But I think AP <laughs> needs a year to get back, and they're still really thin beyond those two guys. But next year they're going to be there. So that leaves the middle five. So three of these five have to make it: Lakers, Spurs, Warriors, Pels, and Kings. Um, if you Man, I'm about to go off Stephen A. Smith in here. If you, uh, if you. Make- Choose three of those five. I, I'm going to pick the Lakers, assuming they're healthy. The Lakers are in if healthy. They've got <laughs> two amazing players. I think the Warriors are in if Steph and Dre stay healthy. I think Steph Curry is your MVP this year. Um, if he's healthy, <laughs> Steph goes. All right. Think, all right. Look back at his last MVP year when he was before KD. I think Steph goes crazy this year. I'm, 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 he better go. We're getting 73 and 9 Steph back. And then, you know, I just, I think, again, I, I think I think the Pels will push, but Zion missing time is not going to be there. And I think the Kings are going to be the exact same team. They're going to be there but not make it. I think the Spurs are in. So, give me Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Blazers, Clippers, Lakers, Spurs, Warriors. I can't believe you got the Lakers in the same breath as the Kings. Man, come on. I don't count. I just don't trust the health. If, if either of those two studs misses time, there's a bunch <laughs> of scrubs on the roster. All right, well. They have five legitimate NBA players, I think. And I think the other ten are guys that would be playing in Europe or China right now. Well, fuck me, because I went Twitter, Hype Beast, one and two. Clippers, one. Lakers, two. I went Rockets at three. Jazz, four. Nuggets, five. Golden State is seven. <laughs> Golden State's in there because they're Golden State. And then the clay factor. Hopefully he gets back before the playoffs and they'll be that team nobody wants to see. And then, like I said earlier, just for that throwaway, J.J. Reddick's never missed the playoff stat. I got the Pelicans in at eight. See, now, early on in the offseason, I said that uh, the Golden State Warriors probably wouldn't make it. And I, you guys were like, who's well, who's going to take the spot? Who's going to take the spot? And I was like, it's going to be the Pelicans. Well, things have changed a little bit, obviously, since Zion got hurt. <laughs> but I still have a hard time putting the, the Warriors in the playoffs, man. As crazy as that sounds, I really do. It depends on when Clay Thompson comes back and if he's even Clay Thompson. Because if he's out to the All Star break, 
I think the Warriors are going to be hurting. They're super early on. They were saying, you know, all-star break for his, you know, projected return or whatever. That was, you know, the off-season. That's the earliest. If he's really out to the all-star season or the all-star break, like, their season is hurting bad, in my opinion. I think they'll have a hard time. All-star is the earliest. I'm sorry, like, they added added D'Lo. They lost, uh, what's the name, retired, the the one that got him the MVP in the NBA Finals. No, Iggy didn't retire. Iggy went to the Grizzlies. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was uh, it was uh, Livingston that retired. Yeah, yeah. my bad. Sorry, yeah. They had, they had to dump Iggy. I mean, they I felt like they lost. Obviously, they lost Kevin Durant. Uh, they lost both their they um, backup point guard. I mean, they got D'Lo now, so it doesn't really matter. But I feel like they lost somebody else. Quinn Cooks in L.A. For yeah. what that's worth. Um, what else are you thinking about? Uh, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins, yeah. I mean, he wasn't that big of a factor, yeah. but... He's technically in L.A., too. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they, got, they added Colley Stein. They added D'Lo. Um, Stephen Dre, I have to be healthy all year. Um, I mean, you tell me you got you got Russell, Steph, and Draymond Green carry you to play in the Western Conference. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. Like uh, St- uh, Steph Curry was the first unanimous MVP ever. Like he, in my opinion, he has to be the MVP. If he's not, then it, that, I don't know. It just seems. Like, I, I, have you seen these preseason games? If he's oh, healthy, yeah, everybody, preseason, everybody's getting buckets in preseason. I think he's going. I think he's healthy this year. I think it's back to that that uh, that thirty. He's going to have to man. Fifty forty nine. You know, four rebounds, seven eight assists. I think he goes nuts this year. Yeah, yeah. He's going. He's going to have to man. Honestly. Yeah, I think he does if he's healthy. We'll see what kind of coach Steve Kerr really is. Yeah. Finally, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot more potato <laughs> comparisons from Jake in the group chat. I love talking about some potatoes. Your favorite potatoes coaching the Lakers? Damn, you're right, and I got so much faith in him. <laughs> I'm not, I love it. You're either. Vogels will be in a huddle, like, talking to the other assistant coaches, like, not saying nothing for, like, the entire timeout. <laughs> the team's just going to go back out on the floor. Jason Kidd, no what are we sl- doing? No slander and Frankie V. I won't have it. Oh, man. Hopefully dude. he's gotten better. Did we we'll miss see. anything before we close it out? Anything that y'all wanted to bring up that we didn't touch on? Derrick Rose, most improved. I wouldn't Rapist. be mad at that. Rapist. Hey, man. We're here talking hoops, man. Yeah. Rapist. Uh, I, the one question I would ask is, what do you guys got for MVP? Interesting odds. I just want to piggyback off Curry because I didn't prep MVP. I think, I think, I mean. I, I got to go Greek Freak. Yeah. I think it's Yon lose, but if he loses it, I think I think the, the two guys that would take it is, again, Curry goes nuts and carries hard. Or, or, uh. Or, you know, 80s, a lot of people are kind of on the AD train. Everybody, healthy, yeah. And the Lakers look really good. He could, I mean, because we know AD he can do, like, 32 points, you know, 13 rebounds and four assists and three blocks, you know. Like, he can be that guy. Yeah, but honestly, I think if he even had an MVP season, I don't know if he could vote at MVP, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know, maybe it's big man bias. I don't know. I just, I, like, I just feel like the way that the MVP is, it's got to be like a glamour thing. You know what I mean? So that's why, if it's not the Greek freak, I, I think it's James Harden, no doubt. 
You think so? I don't no, know. That'd be, that'd be my that'd be my earliest prediction. You know what I mean? Like, like Randy, I didn't really put that much thought into it, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't I don't, see, I don't see Curry getting. It. I don't. I really don't see a big man getting it. Although you know, AD's basically is uh, is Kevin Durant two point two damn near. I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna say he's got the shot like Kevin Durant, but yeah, yeah he can do does everything on the basketball court and he can literally carry you. Harden might run into some voter fatigue. I think it would be hard to have LeBron and AD on the same team and you're going to vote for the other MVP. Yeah. I think it's just going to be tough. I don't think anybody in the Lakers would get the uh, MVP nod. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them got it. (laughs) Yeah. You got two top top ten players. Anything can happen. Yeah, give me me Freak or Steph, probably. Yeah, I'd go Freak Harden. That'd be my two. Anything else? What are you thinking, Randy? I was thinking about, I think we're done. Uh, I mean, we could talk Pacers all day, but I don't think anybody wants to really hear sit here and nerd out about the Pacers. Yeah, nobody, nobody like outside the Indiana wants to hear about that. I really do like our squad. I hate to see Thad Young go. I touched on that earlier. But I like our squad, man. Just think it's going to be recovering. It's going to be fun and, like, like grabbing, like, the, the – your armrest, just watching the Pacers until Vic gets back. Like, there's gonna be a lot of highs and lows. I remember, I remember last year, like I was not hyped watching Pacers at all, but I actually had I a lot that. of fun watching Pacers games last year. A lot of fun. That was a fun team. Yeah, I think I think Nate's gonna keep us afloat, and, and that's why that's why I wanted to see us lower because I think I think we're gonna be around five because even when Vic gets back, it's gonna take him a little while to get his legs up under him and get back into the groove of actually being in the NBA. Rome or whatever you want to call it. So closing thoughts, man. I, th- I think the Lakers. I think I just don't see how how they don't end up in the finals, man. If they don't end up in the finals, they'll at least be in the Western Conference Finals. I want to see the Pacers do well. I want to see the New York Knicks suck ass. I want to see them win ten games. I think that's just that's just it. That's the biggest thing I'm looking for this season. The Western Conference is going to be crazy. If, um, if Zion doesn't get rookie there, of the year, it's feel the same. Is, is it RJ or is it uh, John Morant? What's that? What are you talking about? Rookie of the year. If Zion doesn't win it for whatever reason. John, Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm all on, I've, I've been all on the John Morant hype train since since he broke out in college last year. They're both going to be like, got, he, He'd probably get my vote too just because I don't. Uh, New York just got a black power <laughs> over him, and I love it. I love it. All right, man, but that's yeah. it. That's the that's the NBA <laughs> preview. I'm, I'm gonna end up having this on two different YouTube channels. So uh, when I get back, there's gonna be some type of music stuff. Yo, yo, Reckley getting this hoe, and we just getting started. The rest of y'all been way too busy, baby sharking. Tell your bitch to close her legs, pussy smelling like a armpit. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin pies. Talk about your pumpkin head and I'ma have to carve it. Weaklings get mowed down in my hometown. Flow sick, but that's the flu that ain't going round. Fucking biters make no noise so can't create their own sound. Silence, and that's how it stay until the spot I arrived in. Wait until I circle city fly in. Lames may wish that they were dying. 
But those waiting on the real just can't stop smiling. They can't cut off the pump, so I can't stop flowing. Got them laughing, but also talk balling. Something like Katie Nolan. They don't know where he going, so they just resort to trolling. Every opponent scared of the rec league component, and now deuces I am throwing. Alright man, episode 28, Rec League Podcast, it's time to put a cap on this. Um, last episode, I said that we would like highlight an artist's career unless something came out. And then that Wale came out, wow, that's crazy. And I knew it was coming, I just didn't, wasn't like positive of the release date. It came out on, I think, the um, 11th of October. And according to Wikipedia, so like don't take me at my word... It's 13 tracks with two bonus tracks. I count it as a 15-track album. And I think for the most part, my guy Legacy, welcome back to the, to the show. He was on for the Came NFL. Back. We tried to get him on for the NBA predictions, just last segment, but things got switched around. My dude was in the sky, fatherly business. And um, we got him for that Wale. And I think... I think if you if you don't consider attention deficit a classic, you consider it pretty close, right? No, attention deficit is a classic. And then and then the mixtape about nothing is a classic. Classic, yeah. Other than that, pretty much all Wale projects is above average to below average. I have I, like I have them all at average. Like like I. Like I don't listen to Wale projects and think like they're whack. Like, like they're completely whack. They're just not memorable. Like they don't make me want to come back and listen to them again. That's so perfect. they're not above average. They're not below average to me. They just at average. You know what I mean? That's the perfect way to describe Wale whole discography, except for those two that we call classics. Yeah. He got um, yeah. he got Kelly Price. He got Manny Wells. Ari Lennox, Boogie. I'ma say I'ma say six black, but I don't know if it's black or six lack. So I'ma say six black. So I'm out mm. of touch with the younger rappers. Bryson Fact. Tiller, Meek Mill, Rick Ross, Lil Dirk, Pink Sweats, Jaquees, and Megan the Stallion. I think old man Lawrence is a closet Megan the Stallion fan, but he ain't on here to defend himself. Um <laughs> All of these features on the low are whack. All of these features are whack. None of them stood out. The only feature that stood out was Ari Lennox because she got a dope voice. You, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, I think like the features are just like subpar, but I think it's it's one of those things where Wale was trying to um step away from having the more popular than him features because he always does that on his albums he always have like a j cole or you know he always has somebody and um i, guess. I think wale is feeling the pressure of like that he's not considered on the on the same level as those guys you yeah know what I mean? as far as like new wave broke out within the last 10 year like elite rappers man cole kendrick drake and like wale is like next tier and like like we were saying in the group chat, like I would even put Big Crit above Wale. But like Wale is supposed to be in that top five of of this era. 
and um and you know he always usually have a cold feature like on a on on a on an album or you know on a hot, on a song that's coming out around the time the album come out yeah he always normally does a cold feature and I think um because of the pressure that he's feeling from you not you know not being talked about with those guys like he's just trying to avoid that you know what I mean like because like I think. Cole has his lane. Kendrick has his lane. Drake has his lane. Crit has his lane. Again, like we were saying in the group chat, or at least I brought it up. Wale want to be, he want to be hood. He want to be intellectual. He want to be like this R&B, like soulful, you know what I'm saying? He want to cover so many different genres and lanes and, and brackets. I don't think he blended all together well, you know what I mean? And out of fi- out of well, fifteen tracks, like eleven of these joints are all about relationships. Well, Wale is the pro- The problem with Wale is is two things. The first thing is when it comes to Wale, the reason why he did the features the way that he did is because when you when you look at the songs, you're saying, okay, this is the Wale song with artists that I don't particularly know well. So you're listening to the song for him. Whereas if you buy a Wale album and you know J. Cole is featured on it or Kendrick is featured on it or Drake is featured on it, people are going directly to those songs because those guys are on it, not because Wale is Wale's song. That's exactly so that's, why. I think, he, I, I think he was avoiding that. You yeah. Know what I mean? That was the first thing. The second thing is with Wale, um, I think that Wale doesn't really know what lane he's supposed to fit in. He's had really popular singles doing yeah. relationship songs, right? So he's had hot singles, so he doesn't know if he wants to be that guy or he's from that Maryland, D.C. area, so he don't know if he wants to be like the reggae guy. Yeah. And he'll... he'll so he, so, a couple of his instrumentals are kind of like dubstep-ish and then he'll bust out into like that spoken word every so often. And like, that's cool. Like, he's always done that. But that's... Yeah, so that... Because that's like part of... So he don't know if he's supposed to be just that lane or if he's supposed to be the... I make the hot singles for the relationship guy or and then he does the tracks where he just tries to show like he can rap you know what I mean yeah. and it's like you know like you have he has to find something and say this is my niche you know like J. Cole has never veered from what he is you know what yeah. I mean and neither has Kendrick Kendrick has never veered from what he is whether you liked it or not this is me this is what I'm gonna do I'm not changing it you know what I mean yeah. so you know, I think Wale needs to do that, but I, is it too late for that now? Album number six, he's, I would say so. I mean, he's been doing this the same amount of time as those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, I mean, even so, like like the Sideline story came out in 2011, but there was the warm-up to come up, Friday Night Lights, around the same time Attention Deficit was dropping. The album about, I mean, the mixtape about nothing was like maybe 2007, 2008. And then, Wale was popping before J. Cole. Yeah. And I don't know when Section 80 came out. I don't know when Kendrick earlier projects came out. Good Kid Mad City was the same year as Sideline Story. Well, I like I just think that it's too late for him to find a lane and then like try to become one of those guys now because I feel like the next generation after J. Cole is coming now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we got like we have the next group of guys. I mean, yeah, like all the little, all the little uh, fruity pebble color hair having rappers. Like uh, that's the next, that's the next wave. Like we old we and we consider got, them I whack. Mean, but we got those other. We got the we got the cars and the boss, and we have the 
We have the, um, you know, the Kendrick, the guys under Kendrick. We got, like, there's other, like, hot, actual hot rappers that's out there, too. Like, yeah. that's going to be filling a lane. Like, um, like, J.I.D. is really hot for real. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it's like one of those things where, like, Wale would now be competing with those guys, not so much the J- the Coles and Kendricks and Drakes. Like, and, like, I think... I think wow, that's crazy. Like blurs in with shine and the album about nothing, the gifted um, ambition. His like ever since he got with MMG, like all his albums just blur together. Like I couldn't like hear a song and tell you, oh, that's from that specific album. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's kind of like Wale is talented too. Like yeah. I feel like like I always do a lot of like critiquing Wale. So, like, I don't give him the credit that he's due that. Like, he actually can rap. Like, he is nice. Like, you know what I mean? I think for us specifically, he set the bar so high for us with attention deficit that, like, when when he signed with Ross and a lot of his stuff just sounded, like, all, like, radio and and poppy and whatnot, man, it just, it hurt me, like, right there. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if he put the pressure on himself as much as the time period put the pressure on him. Yeah. Because think about like you, like if you like hip hop, uh, hip hop in itself went through a drought. Like it was like, like that '90s era, that early 2000s era was over, and then it was like that. It was all like Young Money for like forever. You remember <laughs> that? Yeah. And then, and then we finally got like the Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, Wale. And my boy from Detroit um, come in. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, we got our new guys. Like, these are the new guys. You know what I mean? So that t- it was like the time period of, okay, these are the new rappers. Like, what? that's gonna. Who from Detroit? What's my boy name from Detroit, man? Um, Big Sean? Big Sean, yeah. Okay, I thought that's who you saw about, but you didn't say Big Sean. And then when you said Detroit, I was like, man, Big Sean is like the dude from that wave that we really haven't said anything about. I would put him yeah, over like, Wale too. Yeah, like I, I feel like him and Wale are like kind of in the same boat. You know what I mean? But yeah. when they first, but when that era was first started to take off, it was them five though. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was them five. So that that time period was like, okay, we got five major guys like Cole, Kendrick, Creed, Wale, Sean. Is that it? And Drake. And Drake, you ain't counting Crit. Yeah. You better give Crit his due. I ain't give who? Crit. That's what I got you for, man. You give Crit his due. I do. I wanted to give <laughs> Asher Roth his due, but the labels wasn't fucking with him. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, like, I think Drake kind of set off the era, and then Kendrick and um and J. Cole just, you know, yeah. did what they did. And I and I will and Wale had a good start and, and Big Sean had a good a good start. You know what I mean? So we like we put the expectation on like, okay, as as actual hip hop fans, not the bubblegum rap, but as actual hip hop fans, we were like, All right, here we go. Yeah. You know, we back. You know what I mean? So we was expecting everybody to to, to deliver. You know what I mean? So um, I feel that the album about nothing was really good, man. Yeah, I need to go back and give it some spins, but it's just like 
And I, t- I told y'all multiple times, like, the mixtape about nothing was genius. It was tracks based around Seinfeld episodes and ideas. And I thought the album about nothing, he tried to take songs and, like, shoehorn uh, the Seinfeld reference in there. And I just, it just didn't measure up to the mixtape for me. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to compare it to the mixtape, if you're going to compare it to the mixtape, then it, then it, then it gets, it's hard. You know what I mean? Because it, cause you're kind of looking at it as a continuance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is a mistake that, um, I'll give you an example. Like, um, Young Jeezy, right? He did hey. the, um, the, the motivations, right? Yeah. And, but, and the first one is a classic, right? Undisputed. So, so when he did 102 and 103, because of the, the title, it was. It always was supposed to be. It felt like a continuance. Yeah. But they didn't live up, right? You know what I'm saying? I feel you. So, album, album about nothing. You feel like it's supposed to be a continuance of that. And it's not a continuance. But as an album that just by itself, you just listen to it with no expectation. If you listen to it song for song, it's really good. It's not a classic. It's not great. Yeah. But it's 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 good. You know what I mean? I and mean, I don't know if we ever gonna get anything better than good from Wale again. You know what I mean? I swear, man. So, spe- speaking of good though, like I gotta, I gotta like call out a couple tracks that that I think kind of jam because we've been bashing it the whole time. Uh, I think so, I, I like Sumi. Like Sumi is a cool opening track, and then I don't know why, but but Debbie got bounce. Debbie is like a throwaway little dance club track, but it got some bounce to it. Um, when you listen to Sumi, the lyrics, the lyrics of Sumi, like when you, like if you just zone out and listen, he actually is talking on Sumi. Like yeah, he's, and then, he uh, got some good lyrics on Sumi. Expectations, like expectations got a dope message. I like expectations too. Yeah, it was like four or five songs on this that I was like, all right, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. So like I. It, it has its moments, you know what I mean? But just like I was telling you and Jake, you know what I mean? Shout out to Jake, our other guy. Oh, man, but, Lawrence. Um, just like I was telling y'all when we were talking about this album a few days ago, Wale's albums is a lot like how I feel about him as an artist, period. Yeah. This album is a lot, a lot like how I feel about him, period, now. It's like... I'm going to give him a listen and a chance every time. It's Wale. Like, I'm going to say it's Wale. Just like with this album, I was like, I got to give yeah. it just do. I got to listen. But. That's um, like, that's like one of, that's one of them things. Like Wale, like that's the best compliment I can really give Wale. That he's one of them dudes that there was a time when I was ecstatically hyped for new Wale. So no matter what, even if it's a coaster, he's always going to get my listen before I set my drink on it. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where, like, how I feel about Wale and this album is this. Like, Wale is very dope. Just like this album has pieces that's very dope, very unique. But if if Wale didn't make music anymore, like, if he didn't make another album, I would be okay just going back and listening to the the albums and the songs that I like of his, and I would be good. Feel that. And this album is very very much the same like i'm not mad that i listened to it because yeah. it got like i said four or five dope songs that i'm like yeah they, they go right but if i didn't hear them ever again like i would be okay wouldn't even trip you know what i mean 
Like I wouldn't trip. Like and I'm and like I'm fiending for for Kendrick to drop another album. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Like I'm fiending for that. Like I'm you know I'm fiending for those guys that we like to drop new albums. You know what I mean? But if Wiley don't drop another one, I would be okay. And it's messed up, but that's how I feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm right there with you. It sounds like a diss. It sounds like a knock against Wale, but I'm right there with you. Um, so out of before we before we wrap it up, out of five, like I think I would give it just like a three. Like it, it's it's fine. Like I'm not gonna call it average. Like it's a little, a little above, but it's still like you said, nothing nothing special. I can't tell you the next time I would listen to it. So out of, out of five, what you give it? I give it I give it a three as well. How many songs is on this? Fifteen. Um, I give it a three, and I want to say this, man. Like, you know, we we lately because we love music so much, and the era we come from, we used to albums having skits. Yeah. We used to albums having eighteen, nineteen, twenty songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think Wale is one of those artists that could really benefit from this era of dropping ten songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if Wale takes this album and don't make it 15 tracks, if he makes it 10 songs with the five songs that, you know, we absolutely are, like, saying that's bangers, and then those other five songs being songs that, like, we're like, okay, Wale, we get you, yeah. right? Then this, then this album could be a four. Or, you know what I mean? He's one of those artists that, like, could benefit from just doing 10 out 10 song albums you know what i mean i feel that like he should take his best 10 songs not that he choose he should have somebody else you know say okay these are the songs you know what i mean yeah and then because i mean i i understand he was gone a long time so he wants to give give us the music but you know not even j cole j cole will give you 10 songs and then he'll give you two or three songs on just like a random like maybe Wallace should do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So yeah, I mean about a th- this is a three album, man. You know yeah. That like as we said, most of his discography is man. But my guy yeah. Legacy, appreciate you jumping in with me. Come back in, in in a couple weeks. I'll have some kind of episode twenty nine slapped together. I don't know. In what segment I'm gonna talk about what yet, man? But this was fun. I hope y'all have fun. It is Reg League Podcast.